This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy i would ask everybody to give a warm welcome to the new head coach and general manager of the xfl franchise in washington dc pep hamilton Oliver has the Midas touch, you know. I think uh, when you talk about a father, you know, who's had all four of his kids graduate from the likes of Stanford and his youngest son is now at Yale, uh, I mean, he's a man of conviction. He's a man uh, that provides great mentorship and leadership, and he's somebody that I consider to be a role model. He made my decision to join the XFL Uh, He made it easy because of the uh, credibility that he has in our profession. I share the vision of Vince McMahon and Oliver in reimagining football, and there is no doubt that their leadership will allow the XFL to have sustained success. This is going to be so much fun, and I truly truly appreciate uh, Mr. Vince Vince McMahon and Oliver for, for giving me this opportunity. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of February 24th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we were officially introduced to the second head coach general manager for an XFL team in 2020. This is episode 57, Pep Rally. And guys... I've got pep in my step to use the same joke I used on Patreon earlier this week. I'm excited. We've got two coaches now in the XFL and a ton of tidbits and news and information that Oliver Luck divulged having radio interviews all week long, sitting down next to Pep Hamilton on the radio as well, answering questions. We've got a lot to talk about today, guys. Jake, I I want first and foremost, your thoughts on the name Pep. Uh, the name Pep is great. 
I mean, you know what you're getting from, from the get go. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that much, uh, you know, positive name. Yeah, born in North Carolina, but should have been born in the state of Texas. I think with a name <laughs> like that. And Brian, you're today. You're you're coming to us from the road, but usually we say if you're not sitting in the studio, you can't be on the show. But you begged, you pleaded, you said this is too exciting of a week. You wanted to be on, so uh, Jake and I got together. We called Vince. We said, okay, this one time, just make sure you don't make us sound like crap. Uh, no promises, Alan. I will try my best, but. With the way Oliver Luck is, is distributing information, uh, I think it's it's necessary for me to be here. I mean, he's he's given it to us a la Weight Watchers. I feel like you know you can have everything you want just in little pieces, not in one big uh, big gulp. See, that's that's what's tough for me is I like to binge and just eat until it hurts and get information nope. until I'm overloaded. But this is probably a healthier way to do it, the way the XFL is. And we'll go over everything Oliver Luck revealed this week. Of course, we'll talk about Pep Hamilton in further detail. We have been for the last couple of weeks, but now it's official. Uh, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about uh, when it comes to the on-the-field tests the XFL is going to be running. So lots to do today. 724-565-4XFL. That is the number. If you want to call after listening to this show and give us your reaction, give us your questions, your comments, whatever, call in anytime, leave a message, and you could be heard on the show. Tweet, Instagram, Facebook. We're on social media, at XFL Show, of course. And uh, every week we start the show off looking back at last show. Trademark the Seattle Cup of Coffees. Great call we got there from uh, the macho man Randy Savage talking about team names, Jake. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for uh, the Tampa Bay Space is the place. <laughs> or, or, or the LA down the pike myself. What about the Minnesota Madness? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thanks. To, I, th- I think that was Leo calling in with a hell of a Randy Savage impersonation there. Uh, reacting to last week's show where we talked about the Dallas y'all, or no, excuse me, just Dallas y'all, with RJ Choppy from uh, Dallas Radio there, the fan on, and, uh, you know, great reaction. A lot of people said great name. Some people said great name, but, you know, too gimmicky. But, Brian, guess what? The Dallas Star-Telegram's poll they ran there, the newspaper in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, Dallas y'all won with 1,970 votes. The next closest was the Dallas Gunslinger's name with only 500 votes. So Dallas, y'all, is what we all want, y'all. Well, it's, it's what the city of Dallas wants. I mean, that's a four times, what's that, 400% more than the, the closest second place uh, vote. Uh, it, it has a catchy ring to it. I see T-shirts all over the place for it. It might happen. Uh, it does sound a little gimmicky, though, so I don't know if Oliver Luck's really a fan of it. Also, after last week's show, we talked more about, you know, St. Louis and who their coach could potentially be. Uh, At SamTheRam28 on Twitter said, after hearing your show from yesterday as a former St. Louis Rams fan, I love that he put former. I love that's most Rams fans in St. Louis. 
Most of us would <laughs> most of us would love a great coach like Jim Hazlitt. As you guys were saying, it's guys like Fisher and Spagnolo that we hate. Hazlitt with Isaac Bruce's OC would be an awesome duo. I I agree there, Sam the Ram. Amen. Dude, Isaac Bruce is getting a lot of love from the people in St. Louis, I'll tell you that much. Uh, For sure. I, I mean, he's beloved there. Some, yeah, he, they want him in some capacity, I'm sure. Uh, how high of a, of a coaching capacity they can get him in, I don't, I don't know where, where that would land. or he, Where could he land? Could he be an offensive coordinator? I don't even know what he's doing today. To I'm getting well, the notion that he almost doesn't even have to do anything that important. Just as long <laughs> as he's associated with the organization. Like, you know, if there was a St. Louis team in the AAF, he would definitely be the guy coming out at the beginning and putting that ball down at the 25. Maybe just call them the St. Louis Isaac Bruce's and call it a day. It's a, tri- it's a good tribute. Bright, you said you had a good one from Instagram after last week's show. Yeah, and so we got a uh, Instagram message from Dean Langlos, 74, and we asked him what he thought about Pep, and I guess it's going to lead into what uh, we have to talk about here, but it's it's a good opportunity for DC and Coach Hamilton. I'm excited to see what he can do. And I think, I think that's the general consensus, right? No one really knows what Pep can do, but they know that he can do good things, so everyone's really excited to see what he can do. Absolutely. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, Pep kind of without any hindrances and without anyone to answer to for the first time. You know, he was kind of heralded it as an interviewer in Indianapolis, and uh, we'll get into everything he said in his pe- press conference. That's what I took from it. Uh, but thanks again to everybody who reached out at, at XFL Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, 724 565 uh, for XFL, that is if you want to call in and say anything. You don't have to do a Randy Savage impersonation or Andre the Giant or anything else, but we welcome it. I know Jake That's appreciated like a Vince McMahon it. One. I, I, I'm sure I, I would love to hear a Vince McMahon. That would be great. Uh, also want to give a shout out to our patrons on Patreon. You know, we are putting a bunch of extra content on our Patreon page more shows, bonus XFL show coming at you very soon. I believe we had a poll for that topic that uh, Bryant's going to reveal to us. We don't even know what the topic is really yet uh, later on in the show. But shout out to our patrons on Patreon. Russ, Will, Vakas in particular. They, they're they awesome with the interactions. And we appreciate them and all of our patrons on the Patreon page. You also get our full not XFL show where we talk all the other football and Oh my goodness, this week's show has dropped just a day too early with the news about Robert Kraft Bryant, but uh, maybe we could sneak in that, that that into the bonus show we got coming out in a couple days. <laughs> maybe. I, I, we got to definitely keep that one in our back pocket. I, I feel like we can play that one at, at any point and everybody will be very entertained. What's up, everyone? Bryant here, and the XFL's inaugural season is upon us, and who better to guide you on the road than this is the XFL show? And right now, we are constantly churning out bonus content on our Patreon. Plans start at just $5 a month, and with that, you can receive bonus articles published by Alan, Jake, Vince, and myself. We also offer the opportunity to be on the show with us. Check it out now at patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. And we don't just cover the XFL, no. We talk all things football on This Is Not The XFL Show. Also, get discounts on awesome merch. Come take a glance at our big board head into the NFL Draft and see what we think of the other league, the AAF. Don't hesitate. Come join us. Patreon.com forward slash This Is The XFL Show. With that said, last week's show is uh, completely in the books now. We can move ahead, and there is a lot to move ahead into. 
starting with this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and believe. Our toughest matchup in our lives is yourself against yourself. You against your nature. Breaks a tackle. Go, 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 go. Touchdown, Michigan. Nice. Don't ever get discouraged by your struggle. All right, I'm going to run a throwback screen, guys. And then at the end of the day, all of you guys, you make the sacrifices that you make for each other. All right, here we go. Are you are you hyped? Do you have? Are, is your hype pepped? Pep Hamilton hype video there from XFL's the XFL's Twitter and social media, and he kind of was saying the same thing that Antonio Brown said on that treadmill video, Jake, but uh, he's right. And that's good, good stuff there from the coach. That was from his time at Michigan talking to some Wolverines where he didn't really have great success, Pep Hamilton, with Michigan when it comes to the numbers he was able to get the Colts to put up being the third best offense uh, not too long ago in the entire NFL. But Pep Hamilton is officially the head man in charge for XFL DC, a local guy, Jake, with ties to the city and 22 years of experience. Yeah, you're right about that. And to be fair, the University of Michigan, uh, you know, they really haven't been the Michigans of old that people expected them to be, especially, you know, with, with Ohio State uh, in there. So let's not dwell too much on that. But uh, I, I mean, yeah, Pep Hamilton, I still think this is a good hire. But whenever you're coming off of Coach Stoops, you know, whoever the next guy is going to be, it, it's going to be safe. You know, it, it's not going to be, even with a name like Pep, it's not going to be that flat. <laughs> you're not going to overshadow, uh, you know, a, a Bob Stoops guy short no. of bringing in, you know, Coach Spurrier or something. No, not at all. And, and the, the thing about this one is that you couldn't have Pep Hamilton be your first coaching announcement I'm for obvi- obvious reasons, right? He's just not the name of a Bob Stoops. He hasn't really had recent success uh, with his kind of, I wouldn't say tumultuous tenure there at Michigan, but not great. Uh, he even said something like, you know, about about not not being afraid to, to try new things and be innovative. And I think maybe he felt a little bogged down at Michigan. So that's another reason why he probably took this job. But uh, Bryant, Pep Hamilton is the second announced coach what are your thoughts of the planning, what went into that, and what are your thoughts on the hire? Well, Jake, to play devil's advocate, you're right. You can't overshadow Bob Soups, right? Bob Soups was the name that the XFL uh, went after and got, and it was probably the highlight of all their coaches, which is fine. But you could definitely have screwed this up, and I definitely don't think the XFL did, and that's and that's important, right? They're, they're not out there to get someone as great as Bob Soups is, but Pep Hamilton is a serviceable name. Everybody knows pretty much who he is, what he brings. And he's looking for that opportunity. It's something that we've talked about if you go back to the archives. These are all coaches that are smart minds that are looking for opportunities to show off how good they can be as a head coach and even get some GM control. So so it's like a hybrid between the NCAA and NFL, and, and Pep Hamilton seems right for the job. He has ties to the community. He has ties with Oliver Luck and his family. Um, Andrew Luck, uh, you know, giving him great praise and, 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 and gratitude for for what he's done for uh, himself in his career. So so I think it's a great hire, and, and, and D.C.'s lucky to have a man who looks very passionate and willing to do whatever he can to make that team win. Yeah, the the ties to the Luck family run deep for sure, but they're, 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 it's not like this was a hire because 
you know, Pep Hamilton's a friend of the family. I don't see that here, Jake. I see a guy who's worked for the Niners, for the Colts, for the Jets. Uh, he, you know, was a college quarterback. He had a great tenure at Stanford and he's done it for over 20 years. He's earned this kind of opportunity. I don't think this was a, you know, let's hire one of our good friends type deal. Oh, no, I, I don't I don't think there was any uh, – I believe I'm using this in the correct context. I don't believe there was any nepotism uh, involved in here. And listen, there's nothing wrong with picking the safe choice and, and being predictable. Now, Alan, I want to ask you, you know, this, this latest trend of coaches being announced, do you expect in another two to three weeks we're going to hear – who the head coach of a Tampa Bay team is or a Seattle team. Do you think they're just going to keep, oh. keep rolling in this time frame? Well, Jake, just you wait, because when we get to this week's hot read, I might have some information that Oliver Luck revealed this week for you. So just hang tight on that. Let me give you some real quick you know, tidbits from the Pep Hamilton press conference, some notes in case you didn't watch it that uh, are interesting. Uh, one, the term he used, I love it. Why Pep Hamilton said he he chose to, to this job in an, he was on uh, radio alongside Oliver Luck in D.C. on the Sports Junkies there in the fan in D.C. He said he gets to shop for the groceries. That was very alluring to him, not only because Oliver Luck's involved, but he gets to be the man in charge. He gets to shop for the groceries, Jake. And I know that I know you find. Uh, great joy in being able to choose all of your own groceries, something I don't get to do. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, as a single guy, you know, uh, one of the great things of being on your own is, you know, you only get to have the food in your house that you want to have. You know, there, there, there's no compromise. You don't have to, you know, play by anybody else's rules. So, yeah, this this combination head coach GM job right here, it's, I, I mean, the power is rivaled possibly only by the NFL. Here's one one thing I'm kind of concerned about, and that is, is Pep Hamilton going to be the only inexperienced guy when it comes to this kind of role? Bryant, Pep Hamilton has never been a head coach. He's only interviewed for one head coaching job ever, and that was in 2014 for the Raiders gig. Do you think Pep Hamilton at the end of the the announcements will be the only head coach in the XFL who doesn't have prior head coaching experience? Uh, well, you know what, based on the information that we have uh, for the other coaches that they've been talking to, I would say that it, it seems likely that Pep Hamilton will be the only coach without head coaching experience. But I don't know if that's that's something to worry about. I mean, you're talking about a man who who's who experience and all he's needed is this opportunity and and at the end of the day you know that's all he needs is maybe that's all he needed at the be- to begin with 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 Michigan to, to kind of take the reins and, and make it his own to make these teams even better so I think the freedom of having your own team the freedom of being able to go to the you know get your own groceries like he said is is probably key and it's not just a man who doesn't have head coaching experience it's a man who probably just needs head coaching experience to to be that great coach that we all uh, think he can be yeah he he's definitely earned it a guy like him it's kind of crazy to think he hasn't been a head coach with all you know over 20 years uh going you know from team to team in the nfl and big time college football but shopping for the groceries that's what's going to get these coaches on board a chance to actually play in games is what's going to maybe score some 
uh, bigger name quarterbacks than we might be expecting. Uh, some other notes from the uh, press conference in D.C. It was held at Audi Field where the, they will share uh, new, that new that new park with the D.C. United Club of the MLS, Jake. But uh, Clinton Portis was there, just to, to let you know that, and he was in camo. Do you think Clinton Portis should be involved with XFL D.C.? I, I mean, can he still play? I, no, I, mean, I don't think he's... Is, is there any cartilage left in those knees? Or I know. I, I, I'm pretty sure he'd have to be maybe... Maybe he'd be like their Isaac Bruce. I don't know. But he was very underdressed for the event, I'd say. He was wearing a, you know all camera. Oh, I thought maybe it was like a camo sport coat or something. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Those, yeah, those... I, I've seen a good bit of those around my parts. Also, Doug Whaley uh, got a shout out at the beginning of this press conference, uh, which didn't happen at the Bob Stoops press conference. Uh, Oliver Luck uh, talked about how he and Doug Whaley are, you know, they have a criteria for their coaches and they both agreed uh, Pep Hamilton falls right in line with that criteria. So the, the Pep Hamilton press conference did not garner the, the hoopla and the reaction and the sh- surprise uh, because obviously we knew about this a week or a half or week, two weeks in advance. But that the Bob Stoops did, but it's still a, a good deal. And the XFL is now on a cadence of these announcements that we'll talk about here in a little bit during the hot read. Second part of the cover two, though, Jake, your call football. Now, I know you're not really into holding your phone and using that while you watch football and interacting with two screens at once. But this is this is the dawning of a new era. Your call football. We've talked about it in the past. They've they've had one series before. That's what they call their games series. And they play their games and fans in real time get to use this app and select the plays that, that the players execute on the field according to options coaches give fans while they're watching. And real money gets bet on these games. And it's an interactive experience, and it seems pretty fun. We've talked about it some on the show because we've had Eric Galco, head of scouting for the XFL and Optimum Scouting, on the show before. He works with Your Call Football, scouting for them and putting the rosters together. And they have another series of games coming up on Monday, February 25th. And the following four Mondays, for four Mondays in a row, they're going to have these games. And Your Call Football is is back, and they're going to be you know, seeing people interact with their app and win money. And it sounds like a good time. The XFL is involved this series, though, because the XFL is teaming up with Your Call Football to test out more rules, just like they did at the community colleges uh, a couple months ago in Mississippi. Jake, will you be watching Your Call Football, at least on one of those Mondays, interacting with their app and maybe betting some money? Well, you're right. Even though I am not involved or interested in uh, fantasy football, this is something that I would like to play. But I got a couple of questions for you. Where do you watch these? And what about the players? The players, I, the rosters are up online. You know, we should uh, we'll t- we'll tweet out a link to the to the rosters page because uh, it is pretty cool. If you're a football fan, is, I is would, this tackle football? Yes, it's ta- it's football. It's real football, and it's going to also. Going to be a glimpse at potential XFL rules because they're going to be playing with potential XFL rules in, in these in some of these games. I I don't know the specifics if it'll be all four of the games or just one of them. But your call football's teaming up with the XFL to test out some rules. Uh, the, the, I guess for lack of a better word, that they're 
your call football are going to be the guinea pigs for the XFL and you know, as they try to tweak their, their rule book. This is going to take place in Jacksonville, Jake, and it's going to be on the app. There's a Your Call Football app that you could check out on their website. Oh, yeah. Then I, I'll check this out. Uh, you know, probably half just to see the whole experience and then the other half to see some of these new rules. I, you know, I, I, I like both of those things. Yeah, and, and fans, Bryant, get to vote on, on plays that coaches will, you know, give you the option to choose like three plays, I guess it is, that you get three plays, the coaches say, okay, pick which one of these three plays, people, you want us to run, and then they take the majority voted play, and then they run it. That's how it works, and it's all done in real time, which is fun, but the exciting thing about this, Bryant, right, isn't that for us XFL fans, it's that we have a chance now to see some potential XFL football, or at least the the in the primordial ooze of the your call football experience, and we could see these possible new rules. That's exciting. I'm going to be watching. Well, yeah, definitely. I think you know your call football there, and we did have Eric Alka on, on on our show way back when, but uh, he mentioned that you know your call football is trying to innovate the way you watch a football game, and, you're, and it sounds really cool. But but you're right for us XFL fans. We want to see what these rules are, and, and we've been hinted at to what they possibly can be. We've seen glimpses of them, you know, through YouTube videos and whatnot, but we definitely haven't seen them in live, in-game experience. And and to see what you know, a one-yard, you know, defensive line gap or whatever you want to call it is, that'd be great. Or the double forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, whatever that is, like things like that are are going to be interesting to see if they do develop. I just wonder if they're going to be like, hey, guys, we're, we're testing out these XFL rules today, or are we just going to have to notice them as the game goes on, uh, wondering if it's an XFL rule or if it's a year call football rule? That's yeah, going to be interesting. And, you know, th- it's not really being uh, promoted uh, as such as, you know, watch, hey, watch us because we're going to be playing with some uh, new, new interesting rules. They're, they're doing their thing, your call football. But uh, I would say check this out. I mean, if you are into gambling and, and – you know, this interactive experience, it sounds pretty cool. If that's your thing, check it out. But for me, I'll be watching to see uh, some of these rules in action, hopefully, uh, during your call football series starting Monday, February 25th. The coaches of the teams, we don't know really the players. You'd have to be a diehard college football fan to recognize some of the players' names. And I, I and I am, but I only recognize, I think, two or three. Uh, but the coaches, Jake, Merrill Hodge, for Team Power, and Solomon Wilcots for Team Grit. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go uh, Power or Grit on that one. You know, something, as you guys were talking, I was thinking, I wonder how, because they have, they've done your call uh, in a previous series, you said, correct? Yes. I'd like to know how serious or not serious the fans take this. Like, I wonder if it's going to be like a Super Nintendo game where they're just going to be playing like, you know, Hail Marys every play and well, that's and, that's and where the coaches punch. come in. That's where the coaches come in because you only get three plays to choose from as fans. You're not. It's not like three plays for what the whole game or like an, an no, no, per, per drive per down per down for yeah for Perfect. each down for each down you have three plays to choose from as, oh, like, as like the coach does the coach give those plays yes like he suggests yes. those oh okay all right yeah. So you'll see that, like Merrill Hodge. You'll see Merrill Hodge on the sideline, probably with like a tablet, and he's going to choose the three plays that fans could pick. Then we're okay. going to vote, and then he's going to see what we voted on, and then they're going to run the play. It's almost yeah. like playing Madden. 
<laughs> it is. It's, it's like voting on an all-star game, right, where they give you the choices and you just have to, like, hashtag, you know, whoever, uh, Tom Brady or something like that to win. But anyway, what I'm thinking, and, and it just kind of dawned on me, too, as we were talking, is does the XFL even want that much exposure for what for what's going to happen with your call football? Not, not anything to do with your call football, but, I mean, they're testing out rules, and what if this, you know, unlimited forward passes behind the line of scrimmage rule completely falls flat? Exfil doesn't want that exposed and out there well, saying, "Hey, yeah, that was our rule, and look at how horrible it was." You'd rather have it fall flat now than, uh, you know, on I week know, one was, in twenty twenty. No, no, of course, but do you want to um, highlight the fact that your rules are going to be played in these games, um, so that way people can criticize your rules way before you've even had a chance to put teams together and actually put these rules to good use? Yeah, that that's interesting. That maybe that is why the XFL is kind of when Oliver Luck is mentioning your call football, it's in these radio interviews, right, where he's just saying, "Yeah, and we've got you know uh, the spring league coming up. We're doing your call football as well. That's coming up too. And we're also you know we're getting ready to roll out our team names. It's kind of like said under the breath and not really promoted at all. It's not up on the XFL's website. It's not even up on your call football's website that the XFL is going to be involved in this. So. We don't know exactly how much or or it's going to be going down in terms of these new rules being implemented during these series, or even if it'll be in their live games. Maybe they're just going to be practicing with it as they get ready for the, this series. We don't know, but I'm going to keep my eye on it, and I think uh, any football fan should. This is going to be interesting, um, and I, you know, I I'm interested to see the players. In this, I'm going to make note and keep. make sure I'll send you this, Brian. I'm going to keep the spreadsheet of these rosters because when we get XFL rosters at the end of this year, I bet we see some of the names on here in the XFL because a lot of the guys in their last series made it to the NFL and the CFL, actually. Well, yeah, put that list together and then take the one from uh, the AAF and I guarantee you <laughs> those names in the XFL Cup 2020. Oh, I don't know about most of them, but I'm sure so, some there will be some crossover there as well. Uh, there you go. That is it for this week's Cover 2. How the hell are you doing, Brainiacs? Long Allen Ice-T here, and I'm going to tell you about Brain Buster Radio coming at you this week because BBR is going to get in-depth. We have so much to cover. There are new road agents in the WWE. There is a big return on Monday Night Raw with the Big Dog giving us an update on his status after being diagnosed with leukemia. We also have the 70th birthday celebration of Ric Flair coming up. We've got a week of professional wrestling to recap from Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, AEW, and of course Ring of Honor and Impact. All of it to be covered on Brain Buster Radio this week. Join us on any podcast gimmick or at BrainBusterRadio.com. And now the time has come to answer a few questions that have already been raised at the beginning of this show and also get into a ton of other new information we received from Oliver Luck and the XFL this week as Pep Hamilton was announced and the hoopla surrounding that, the excitement surrounding another new coach added to the league. We also got some some time frames and some soft dates for big events coming up for the XFL and we're going to talk about them all right now in this week's Hot Read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! Pepper. 
Town happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burr, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. doing a little bit of a radio roundup here today on the hot read because Oliver Luck made the rounds. He was on with the Sports Junkies and 106.7 in D.C. He was on with Charlie Brennan of KMOX in St. Louis, and he said a lot, a lot of revealing things, some things we've heard already, but some, some other interesting changes to things we thought we knew. Let's get into it. Team names, first up are going to be revealed in late March, early April. It's all going to be done in-house to avoid lawsuits, Oliver Luck said. The, the league came up with all these names themselves. They're not doing fan-submitted names or anything. But the time frame is late March, early April, after all of the coaches are announced, which, Jake, you asked me earlier, when are we going to hear Tampa's head coach or any other head coaches? Well, there's a cadence, according to Oliver Luck. There's a, there's a rhythm now. And we're going to get through the month of March about a coach a week. So each week throughout the month, Jake, you're going to hear and get revealed and have a press conference for the rest of the XFL head coach general managers. Yeah, so they're all coming out there so that we can get those team names uh, out in the wild. So, so the team names you said it is being, you know, the the league has final say on this, but surely, with the support of the Dallas y'all, they they wouldn't rule anything <laughs> out, right? I don't know. Oliver Luck made it sound like they might already have been decided upon. You think that they're in the books already? I do. I do. I think I think stitching is being put on on uh, hats and T-shirts. And, uh, yeah, trademarks are filed. I think it's all in the books, and they're just waiting for all these coaches to get announced. But we, we are on a cadence, Brian. What do you think about that? We've got a coach a week, and next week we've got Seattle on Monday, February 25th. Seattle's going to have a press conference at CenturyLink there, and the rumor is that's going to be hip, hip, hooray, Jim Zorn. Yeah, so if the XFL is, is smart in doing this cadence, right, they're keeping their name in the news. They're not actually exposing everything all at once so that way they can fade, you know, into black like like, like just out of nowhere. So so it's good to, to do one a week. You know, Seattle's going to be great on Monday, I believe, and then uh, and then the next one after that. So it's going to be a great cadence for the XFL, uh, and especially with team names like you mentioned, Alan, I think this is, this is they're done. You know, these names are sealed. They're in boxes. They're waiting with, with stickers to, to open up. You know, don't open this box until April fifteenth. They're being they're being protected by top men right now in a, in a warehouse somewhere in uh, I guess Area fifty one. I don't know, but I think yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the names are already settled. Uh, we're on this time frame now. A coach a week. Seattle is next week. Also this week, Oliver Luck said uh, again. He's he's been saying this, but he reiterated this, and and this is. I, if, if it doesn't happen, then this is going to make the league look bad. So I'm, I'm assuming this is also sem- official or semi-official, and they're confident enough to go out and say this in every interview. Television is going to be on network and cable. That's two network games a week, two cable games a week, Jake. That means a three-letter and maybe a four- or, f- or three-letter cable. Three-letter network, four- three-letter cable <laughs> network every week. For the XFL TV deal, which also is going to be announced 
probably after all the coaches get revealed. Yeah, this this is important. Um, I I wrote about this in my uh, in my Patreon article that went up on the uh, this is the XFL show Patreon account for those of you uh, that are already part of that. And I said you have to put this. It doesn't matter if this is you know. It may not be good, crisp football every week. You put it on network television, people are going to watch. That's that's just how this country is. I, I I don't understand it myself. I can't explain it to you, but it is a fact. You know, uh, CBS Sports Network, which the AAF is on, I get that channel. I didn't know that I had that channel until week one of that other league. So you got to put it, you know, on network television where people are going to watch it just because it's there. And the cable uh, channels, obviously, there's some that are, you know, better than others. And we're just going to have to see where they go on that. This is uh, great because Oliver Luck is, you know, he he's saying this in every single interview now. He's saying this to anyone who asks about the TV deal. So it's in the bag. And, and that means the XFL is going to have – the exposure that they seek, and they're and th- and that's going to be better than, like you said, the the AAF TV deal. But not even comparing the XFL to the other league, just the fact that the XFL now is going to be able to confidently know that they have great exposure coming up, and, and with so much work to do from the month of April till kickoff in February, having that set is, is monstrous because. There's no network involved in the ownership of the league this time. So that was an uncomfortable aspect of this go-around of the XFL. And that's getting settled well in advance of kickoff. Once again, the 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 comfort of having a, a long runway to take off from Bryant, the XFL doing it the right way that in that regard. Imagine, you know, you're sitting here come, you know, fall 2019, and you have four networks promoting your league. Four networks promoting your league through their television. I mean, that's huge for the XFL. That's that's exposure. Oliver Luck might not have the deal signed and, de- and delivered, but I definitely think he has the terms out there of what he's looking for, and he's definitely got people offering uh, what he's asking. So, so I think that's signed, too. I think it's signed, too, and there's just, you know, there's a, a an announcement date that's settled, and, and, and there's confidentiality, maybe. I think there's stuff signed already, if you ask me, but... I could be wrong. Let's hope I'm not. I'm not wrong because that would look bad if you know they're saying we're going to have two network games a week and two cable games a week. We'll see uh, if it is indeed going to come to fruition. Uh, also, Oliver Luck, Jake, we we knew that top tier players were going to get close to what three hundred thousand. We we've been saying, and that was what we were told mm-hmm. by Oliver Luck in previous interviews. Well, this week that number got bumped up for quarterbacks. Oliver Luck now is saying quarterbacks in the XFL will be paid more than any other player and they can make between four hundred and six hundred thousand dollars a year. And this is being done in order to entice backup NFL quarterbacks who are not getting a chance to play. That is, I think, the bombshell of all the little pieces of information Oliver Luck gave out this week in radio interviews. 
Oh yeah, that, that that is big money. I mean, Bryant, I don't know if you heard this. I just heard a rumor on the street that uh, the owner of the Arizona Coyotes just just invested in the XFL. I don't know if that's true or not. No, that's not true. That, that's, that's not true. Not, okay, no. all right. No. Let, let's just get it out there right now. Doesn't, the, NA, doesn't the NHL own the Arizona Coyotes? Do they <laughs> I think they did have to buy them out. <laughs> Yeah, so the NHL is probably they're probably not uh, going to invest in a a, a rival league, uh, but yeah, you know that's four hundred to six hundred. We all know who the stars of the league are going to be. They're going to be quarterbacks, they're going to be running backs, or they're going to be wide receivers, probably in that order. But the key is, and it has nothing to do with the amount of money. It's it's literally the fact that they want to entice players from other leagues, including the NFL, to come to the XFL to one, prove themselves, I'm sure, and the two to make, you know, they're probably going to be still making less, but is that what you want? You could be a face of a league compared to the backup of, you know, uh, Blake Bortles or something like that. Why would you want to do that if you can come to the league and actually be the star of the Los Angeles what or the Dallas Yalls or whatever you want to be? Hey, what am I doing with my life? I can't even get past this Blake Bortles guy yeah, I think that would be a enticing thing. The, this is great news, I think, for the league. And I mean, I'm just totally speculating, but the the bump up in that number has to be, I think, an Oliver Luck idea that he probably, I'm I'm assuming, convinced Vince McMahon to jump on board with because moving that number up to four hundred to six hundred thousand a year makes them competitive now for the for those types of players. And when you're talking about those types of players, you're talking about names of guys who we recognize, like Robert Griffin. I mean, that's a guy who is not going to get an NFL opportunity unless there's a catastrophic injury for some team. So now if you're RG3 and you still want to play the game, maybe the XFL is where the route you you take. Yeah, we mentioned some quarterbacks that, that are no longer getting chances, right? I think you know RG3 was one. Um uh, Brent Hundley from, you know, former UCLA quarterback who's just sitting in, in nowhere. Like, these are quarterbacks that had great uh, college careers. They maybe had a little flash of brilliance in the NFL, but really are just kind of forgotten and just third, second string or third string quarterbacks. That's going to be huge for the XFL. And, and I think uh, Oliver Luck realized where um, where he was going to have to put all of his uh, eggs in one basket, and that's with the quarterbacks. And I'm sure he convinced Rick McMahon relatively easily to, to make this decision. And we've talked about the tiers that the, you know that, that players will be paid on the scales. The different they've got the what three or four different tiers. Uh, most of these players are are going to be on one year deals. But I'm assuming guys who are making that much money, those quarterbacks, and also the top tier guys, the XFL are they're going to try to get some players under multi year contracts. And the good thing about that is that those guys will be XFL exclusives. But another thing to consider is what Oliver Luck brought up this week, that XFL players in 2020 will be asked this year, in the coming months, to not play football in the fall. So I don't know if we could say none of the players will have played in the NFL right before the XFL season, but the majority of the players you see in the XFL in 2020 and kickoff in February will not be coming off of having played or in the NFL at all previously in the season that just ends, you know, the week before uh, kickoff 2020, Jake. And I think that's a smart move because, well, you're going to get healthy players, but also guys who are totally committed to their XFL teams. 
Well, yeah, it's the smart move for the league. It may not be, um, you know, it may not be a favorable uh, decision for everyone. But yeah, you can't. You just cannot. If you can do anything about it, you cannot have your contracted talents going, you know, working spot shows all over the place. And and if they get injured, then that's the that's you know, you're taking the hit. Your league is taking the hit, not wherever they were working before this. <laughs> so yeah, it, it may not be uh, the most popular decision, but it, it is the right one if you want to start something big like you know like the new XFL spot shows. I like that he's referring to the NFL like it's a wrestling territory. There, Brian, <laughs> very well done, Jake. You always know how to get those wrestling references in. Uh, so we got some players on multi-year deals. Oliver Luck talked about this week, but. Oh, another very interesting one here that is going to get your ears perked up and maybe have you watching your call football because I think they might implement this. I hope they do. If the XFL is going to be involved in the experimenting of rules, we're going to have Oliver Luck's words here. One, two, and three point extra points. You could have potential nine point touchdowns in the XFL. Oliver Luck said they are going to have this, Jake. That is that is going to happen. I'm surprised because three point extra points sounds very gimmicky to me. And we were told that there is not there are not going to be any gimmicks in this. This is like uh, I know we've referenced it before, but what did they used to play on MTV with the celebrities with like the really high baskets for ten points? Or rock whatever? and jock. Yeah, th- this sounds very rock and jock to me. I do. I am. I like the regular extra points, the two point conversions. I do not like the nine points at all. I mean, Brian, do you think there's any way that that this can get over? And doesn't this just scream gimmicky? I don't. I, I don't think see so. it as a gimmick. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. I don't see it as a gimmick. Yeah, it was, what I what I, I don't see it as a gimmick either. What I would see as a gimmick is if a three point conversion was a two on eleven play. Like that's that's gimmicky, right? But if you have to kick a forty five year yard field goal. To get three points, that's not gimmicky. That's part of football. You're well, just giving I mean, yourself it, a chance. If that's all it is, people. Closer. If that's all it is, people are going to go for three every time. Well, well I'm throwing out a, a, it's, a, it's an example, but you know what I'm saying. The percentage of a three-point play is probably going to be very, very low. It's going to be a difficult play. I'm sure they're going to have to be st- doing this from I don't know what they, they haven't said yet, but I'm I'm assuming at least like the 20, 25 yard line. Um, Jake, the, let me tell you this: the extra point in and of itself is a gimmick why do we even need an extra point why it, it really I mean, would you, you, think would you it, just would you just give them six points or seven points just for a touchdown and well yeah exactly what 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 purpose does it serve other than it's a gimmick to get the score up get you a chance to get some bonus points for your team that is a gimmick if you ask me and making adding a three point extra point it, it's just adding another another opportunity to gain bonus points on something that is already, I think, inherently a gimmick from the start. And it's a good gimmick. It's not like all gimmicks are bad gimmicks. You want to be, bring it back to wrestling, Jake. I mean, there are millions of great gimmicks <laughs> that are used in that, in that sport. I mean, whenever you've, you've got garbage men wrestling, I'd say that's a pretty good gimmick. That's happened before. Now, not to say that the three-point extra point is the Duke the Dumpster Drossy of extra points of football gimmicks, but I like it, and I don't see anything wrong with it, just as long as, like you said, Jake, it's not too easy. Uh, yeah, definitely. You want to put that as maybe 65-yard field goal if you want to go oh, for three. Geez. 
Um, just, it, why even bother at that point? I I don't think they're gonna let you kick. I don't think they're gonna let you kick for the three point extra uh, point. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is gonna have to be like a like a two. You gotta you know score you have score, to, score you touchdown. Have to. <laughs> Yeah, you, I will you, tell you what's more gimmicky, though, is is, is what the AF is doing and, and always making them go for two because it's just not natural football either, right? So always having to go for two, you kind of want that one point, like basically guaranteed, like a 95% chance you're going to get it. That two point, if you have to, and the three point, definitely, if you're trailing, you need to get close. Like that's how you'd want to tier it. Uh, so that way people aren't going for two all the time to make it that easy. You, you want to you have that balance to make sure everybody's usually going for one. You know, maybe me, you only need to have like ten players on the field. You know, trying no, to no, trying I, to rush I, it in from the from the five yard line, and the player that you elect not to be on the field, he has to solve a math problem or or, or something okay. like that. That's no, now, now you're going Jake, crazy. Now, anytime Jake talks, let's just have this little like. Yeah, I don't think that's any crazier happens. than, than alert, three points. That is much crazier. Now, there's levels of gimmicks here, Jake. There's the quarterback there's, has to throw with the opposite hand. There's there's the Undertaker and there's Duke the Dumpster Drossy. One of those gimmicks works. The other one is absurd. That, that's and you're and it's like the DH. The DH is a gimmick, right? It, it's it's an addition to baseball to, to drive up runs and make the game a little bit more entertaining. That's what extra points are. And making a three point extra point means that teams aren't out of it if they're down by nine points, and that that makes. That's going to make it for a much more exciting game late in games, especially, I think. The XFL also is going to have a salary cap for each team. Now, we've heard rumblings about this, but I, don't, I haven't heard it explicitly stated by Oliver Luck until this week, and maybe I just missed it, but he did say there will be a salary cap for every single team. We don't know that number. We don't know the details, but that will be in effect, Brian, and that, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, salary caps are, are going to be huge because, you know, some of these teams are obviously going to be more financially flexible than other teams. You talk about Los Angeles, New York, your big market teams compared to like a Tampa or uh, or even a St. Louis in this case. But uh, at the end of the day, if you can have that parity, it's something that the NHL works out very well. Uh, it's always a good thing. You don't want to have these weird caps that are convoluted and complicated like the NFL has. Just a straight cap. How much are you making? What's my limit? Let's roll. Let's play some football. Well, that's the good uh, thing I is that Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon owns the whole thing, so he allocates the money to the teams, right? It would be interesting, though, Jake. What if there was no cap and it was up to the team presidents and the general managers to uh, you know, cultivate cash for the team to spend on players? That would be pretty exciting, <laughs> but I don't think that's possible. Selling stocks or, or uh, gold, maybe. Yeah, fundraising, Hobie <laughs> sales, <laughs> night car, of the races, car washes. No, yeah, Vince <laughs> please, please, keep, gold, please keep gold out of this picture. <laughs> XFL DC. Back to them real quick with Pep Hamilton uh, joining them on that radio interview with the sports junkies on the fan in DC. Uh, Oliver Luck did mention that they most likely will be practicing at the old RFK Stadium. As their home base, which I think would make XFL DC the first team to get an announced or at least kind of announced uh, practice and home base uh, uh, because we don't know where any of the other teams are going to be practicing. I asked Oliver Luck that question actually when I went to that press conference at MetLife Stadium and they, they, they did not know that in December 
But that also looks like the, the ball is rolling on getting these teams, you know, practice facilities and places to call home when they're not playing on weekends. And that's a, that's a great thing. The old RFK Stadium will be XFL DC's home base. And uh, a date to keep in mind, uh, September 2nd is the NFL's uh, big cut day with their training camps. And XFL players, a lot of them, will be drafted uh, around that time. A lot of the players will be uh, you know, filtered into the league after that cut day for the NFL. And shortly after that, the XFL will have training camps started because a big thing Oliver Luck stressed is getting these teams together and on the same page early. So come February, they are ready to rock and roll with quality football. And I mean, that's just the smartest thing you could do, Jake. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look at week one of the AAF. You know, we have to make the comparison because it's out there. Sure, Orlando put up a lot of points, but a lot of those teams, uh, some of them didn't even score. You know, even even week two, uh, what, what what which game was it? Was it uh was it Birmingham and somebody? I, I think you're both, talking Iron and Saint. I think you know, both team yeah. only had like one offensive touchdown. Actually, I think one was defensive. Maybe it's another game. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot, you know. I mean, this is coming from someone that never played the game, but it would appear like it's a lot easier for your defense uh, to to appear that they are playing better rather than your offense actually being a cohesive unit. Oh, one other thing I I kind of missed real quick as we wind down the hot read, Bryant, the St. Louis head coach Oliver Luck. The only thing he revealed, he said, the guy they're considering. Definitely played a lot of pro football. So it could be Isaac Bruce. <laughs> it's, it's like they're giving us hints about that mask Singer show. Who is yeah, it? Right? Who is it? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, Jim Fossil played a lot of football, right? I think he did. Pretty sure he did. Uh, Jim Fossil? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Jim uh, Haslett. Jim Haslett. Think. God, it's the second week of the row I've done that. Let's hope, let's hope that when Jim Haslett <laughs> is announced as a coach – that Bryant, he starts calling him by his real name because in case we have him on the show, I don't want you calling him former Giants head coach Jim Haslam. I'll, I'll straighten up. Sorry about that. Everyone. All right. Well, as we wrap up this week's show, Bryant's got something to tell all you patrons or all you people thinking about joining our Patreon because we've got our first bonus show coming up. Yeah, everybody. It's, it's official. You voted on it yourself on our Patreon. We are talking bonus XFL this week. We do uh, one a month uh, based on your vote. And this month, we are talking uh, XFL potential team names. And, and maybe we'll even get into colors. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're all putting together a list. We're going to come up with one uh, cohesive list, and we're going to discuss them. I believe all four of us are going to do this discussion, right? The XFL might have already chose the team names, but that doesn't mean we can't have fun speculating and talking about what they should be. Everybody, thanks for voting on that poll. You chose it, so we're going to talk about it. XFL team names bonus episode coming on Patreon, of course. Not This is not the XFL show we do every week. Having a fun time do that. Going to have a lot of fun uh, next week talking uh, all the potential trades and rumors that are flying out there about some NFL stuff and You've got the craziness with Bob Kraft coming out this week that we are going to have to get into. So lots going on, of course, in the world of football. But the XFL's got a lot going on next week. Also, Bryant, Seattle, we're going to be reacting to the Seattle announcement. Hip, hip, hooray. Uh, yeah, this week was pep, pep, hooray. And this next week, it sounds like it's going to be hip, hip, hooray. 
uh, Alan, don't, don't don't forget to mention on Patreon some bonus articles you guys are putting together. You know, you and Jake put out some great stuff about the XFL, and uh, yours was about whether or not the uh, non-paid TV deal of the AAF and how it would affect the XFL. So that's pretty good. Check it out uh, over there on Patreon.com forward slash This Is The XFL Show. Yeah, and Oliver Luck's saying they're already on network TV. They're just going to wait to announce it. So I think I'm pretty correct in what I said there in that article, right? Because the AAF, they're not getting paid. Their TV deal seems kind of weak. The XFL's got something big and surprising planned. Can't wait for that. We're all anticipating it. Again, let me give everybody the number so you can call in. We had, If you want to... If you want to do a professional wrestling promo, if you want to call in and do a voice, you just want to talk football and give us your serious opinion or question, we welcome it all. 724-565-4XFL at XFL Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For Bryant, for Jake, I'm Alan. We'll be back next week on all your favorite podcast platforms and, of course, on our Patreon page. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. What's going on, football fans? This is Bryant, and we just want to let you know, with the XFL returning in 2020, This Is The XFL Show is here to guide you every step of the way. Sign up right now to receive the latest news, exclusive content, discounts on merchandise, and all the football coverage you can handle on This Is The XFL Show's newsletter. Yes, go to our website, thisistheXFLshow.com, check it out, sign up, and you can even win a free t-shirt. Check it out right now. Don't miss a thing from This Is The XFL Show.